At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it rolling here on the Nightcap. Chris Andrews is going to join us in just a couple of moments. Sportsbook director over there at the South Point. A lot to get to. Um, I mentioned that Derek Stevens popped his head in before the show. Um, and Big he had, D. had a little smile on his face because last night he had they had a ton of action on the Woodley Paul fight, and everybody had Woodley because he was a plus price. Yeah. And he you, racked up. And he was, uh, Derek was happy about it. I was one of the suckers. I, I put a little bit on Woodley, yeah. and I was feeling good in that fourth round. Oh, man, here? I don't know. Where would you watch? Just at home? Uh, in my cigar lounge. I haven't been invited yet. Sorry. Um, but here at Circa, when that, when he almost went down in the fourth round, this place erupted. Absolutely erupted. I heard he retired today. <laughs> Doubt. Smart man. I'm out, Jerry. Yeah. I'm out. Smart man. Oh, man. By the way, just talking Heisman Trophy gets me so excited. Go So geeked up. You were watching some. You were watching some Brian Robinson yeah. highlights in the break. Good player. I think he's fifty-three to one here at Circa. Yeah, really good player. Aaron said there's a spot in town seventy to one. Wow. Surprise. Once again, running backs, as mentioned, they don't win it often. Only three in the last twenty-one years in this century have won it. The year you were tenth in the Heisman Trophy, a gentleman by the name of Ricky Williams won. Yeah, he was decent. He was pretty good. He was decent. He had a decent. He had a decent but uh, you know what? He won it, but it was more of a career accomplishment award. Yeah. Because that year. He had so much buzz coming into that year. And then he become like the all-time, all-time leading yeah, rusher. So it took I, him four years to win it. And if my, I'm not looking at it. I think it was Ricky Williams, 
and then Ron Dane the next year. So you had back to back running backs. Yeah, Ron went over. And Ron over broke 2000, Ricky's record. Right, right, right. <laughs> Short lived record there. Um, and then kind of got into the quarterbacks. I mean, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And it, what's crazy is I was looking at it. There was a stretch in four straight years where the preseason number one team, their best player won the Heisman Trophy. Jason White in 03 with Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Liner in 04 with USC. Bush the next year with USC. And then Troy Smith with uh, Ohio State in 06. Yeah. Preseason number one. They were actually all number one at the time of the Heisman ceremony, too. I think the Heisman went through like a, a rut where they were just awarding it to the wrong guy, in my opinion. You know, it's funny. I remember I was doing... Not to take anything away, my bad, from anybody who won a high. Yeah, but I was doing a radio show in 2007 in college, and we were talking, not, not odds-related, but remember, Tebow, that was the year Tebow went crazy. Like, right. It was unbelievable. And rightfully won the Heisman Trophy, but no underclassman had ever won the Heisman Trophy up until that point. And I was like, is he going to break the mold? And I'm glad we've gotten away from that. We've seen a freshman win it now. Um doesn't matter what year you are. If you're the best player in the country, yeah, you're the best player in the country. Give it to the best player. Right. Not the best player on the best team. The right. best player. And that's where I think it has kind of gone to, if you're the best player on the best team, and that's why handicapping this, you know, our, our good friend Femi Abebefe of, of Vison here said. Shout out to Femi. Uh, he said, yeah, shout out. He had Cantlay and, uh, and uh, Bryson yesterday. So he was just sitting back with his feet up watching that, knowing he had some winners coming home. Wow. Femi. Comes to town, giving, getting some winners. But he had Malik Willis at 200-1, to 1, which I think is a great price to buy it at. Maybe you could sell it off. But the quarterback of Liberty is not going to win the Heisman Trophy. As, as great as he may be, I mean, they would have to be – I mean, he would essentially have to have a Lamar Jackson-type season. But, you know, the game that put Lamar Jackson on the map was when they thumped Florida, Florida State. State. They went yeah. like 63-3. to 3. Yeah, There's no opportunity. They play Ole Miss, Liberty does, November 6th. You also have to have some of the high-profile positions at some of the high-profile programs not be as productive as normal. Yeah. If you're going to be an off-the-grid winner. And also Lamar Jackson, Florida State game, they lost to Clemson, but it was an instant classic. It was an unbelievable game. Yeah, he played great. So, I mean, he, he was just so transcendent. Could Malik Willis do that? I don't know, maybe. But, I mean, at 200-1, absolutely worth the bet. There's, there's no doubt about it. But I would love to see it. I just don't know if it will ultimately happen. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Let's go behind the counter with Chris Andrews next right here. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King, former Tulane Green Wave great and Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl winner. Should I go on? We good? Yeah, baseball, we got we to get to Chris. Baseball handicapper I have a, I have, a bone, I have a bone to pick with Chris oh. Andrews. We have to get to well, Chris. All right, let's bring Chris Andrews is here. Uh, he was on a couple weeks ago. Always love chatting with Chris, sportsbook director over at the South Point. You, the floor is yours. Where's sir. my bet, Chris? <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? John? I want I want my bet posted over the South Point. He wants his uh, his ten to one on the field versus. The, uh, top, the five. top five teams in college football. Yes. To win the national title. We, yeah, we got it. 
uh, it's still up there. Uh, I, I don't think you're banned, are you, uh, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> the only place I'm banned for needs to be the refrigerator after 10 p.m. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you're allowed to vent over there, kid. So. <laughs> so come on down. We'll take your money. We will take your money. Oh. Uh, they, they certainly take my money, and they uh, it, keep, it helps pay the electricity every once in a while over there at the South Point. Uh, Chris, always, uh, always love chatting with you. Before we look ahead, and I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. I'm so excited uh, for week one of, of the college football season. <laughs> Uh, what was the week zero handle like? And you know, I know Twitter's a hard judge of uh, of how the books fared because on Twitter no one loses bets. But it did it did feel like a lot of people were winning. How did you guys fare for week zero in college football? Yeah, all those guys that uh, had great weekends, uh, you're welcome. How's that sound? Because we got. Uh... <laughs> We got beat up pretty good. Uh, a lot of favorites. And the one dog that won was Illinois, who uh, everybody seemed to have Illinois. Nobody believed too much in Scott Frost and the Nebraska outfit. So Illinois, even though they lost their quarterback early in the game, they still dominated that game. Uh, so we didn't we didn't fare so good. But, you know, listen, I always say, don't cry for the bookmaker. We'll be fine at the end of the year. The handle was great. So, uh you know, I mean, we'll be open. To, listen, this week, you know, we real. This is a good first week. Oh. We got some really nice matchups. So I'm greatly looking forward to this week. And you know, I don't know if we're going to win or lose. I really, I honestly don't. But I do know that we're going to have a lot of handle, and we'll have a shot to get some money back. So that's all we could ask for. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever cry for the books. Not at all. <laughs> but we, but we like, but we like the other side. I don't know what's a what's a fair comparison because we're competitors because we want to beat Chris. Sure. But we love Chris, and we like having him on, and we like telling us information. Um, yeah, I, I want to start with uh, a, a game that I know you posted a pretty large number, and I, I'm very fascinated to see uh, what the action is because I think come Thursday night, uh, I know Ohio State's playing, so people like betting you know, name brands. But I, I think my guess, Chris, is that Boise State's UCF is going to be pretty well bet, and you opened it pretty high. So where do you stand on this game? Because it seems like, that UCF buyback money is starting to trickle in right now. You're absolutely right. I did open this high. I think I opened it eight, if I remember correctly. Uh, we're all the way down to five and a half, but we are finally starting to see some Central Florida money show up. Um, you know, listen, I, I spent a lot of years in northern Nevada, so I got to see this Boise State program grow from essentially, you know, I mean, you know, very mid-pack isn't even – True. I mean, they were a big sky team when I first moved to Northern Nevada. So they were one double A or whatever we were calling them at the time. Uh, and then I saw them grow and I have a lot of respect for them. But right now, I think they've, I think they're living on past laurels a little bit. I think Central Florida, a team that, uh, you know, probably that guy sitting next to you knows a little bit about some of the Florida athletes. Sure You've got a lot of good athletes there. And uh, I think that's a really good team, well coached. Uh, I, I think Central Florida is a you know just a pretty good outfit. I you know I like them over Boise. I try not to use my opinion too much, but I did open this much higher, and I thought the opening number was really much closer to where it should be. And we're starting to get some traction back on Central Florida, so we'll see where this thing closes. Chris, I agree one hundred percent. UCF has the better quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, Dylan Gabriel is outstanding. Uh, Gus Malzahn 
And uh, the job he did recruiting at Auburn paid a lot of dividends when he initially got the UCF job. They got some transfers that they would not have normally gotten. And they had a great group of guys coming back anyway. So I think Boise, that number is based on their perception more so than where they are in 2021. They also lost their head coach, who's now in Auburn. So I'm I'm with you, Chris. I, I like the UC, I like UCF in that game. Having said that, on Thursday night, the the public game that everybody will be watching. You know what? What's the money saying in Ohio State versus Minnesota? Well, that's another game. You know, I opened at 13, uh, and which I thought was a good number. I think Minnesota's pretty good. But anyway, but they laid me the 13. They laid me the 13 and a half and went to 14. And now I am I'm still at 14, but I am starting to get some money back on Minnesota. This is another team that I think is pretty well coached. Uh, listen, Ohio State, I mean, they're Ohio State. They've been that way since, like, the 60s. They're always going to be tough. But Minnesota, I think they've recruited well. I like P.J. Fleck. I think he's done a good job over there. And uh, this is, like, what, his second or third year. So it, this should be about uh, about as good as Minnesota is going to get. And I think they're good enough to stay with Ohio State. Listen, we know Ohio State's a great team. But they did lose a lot of guys. And we talked about coaching. They're well coached, all that. But I think Minnesota, a home game on the Thursday night to open the season, I think they got a big shot here. Maybe not to win the game, but I think they stay close with Ohio State. Talking once again with Chris Andrews at Andrews Sports on Twitter. Uh, just a little uh, housekeeping. If you bet the Oklahoma two-lane game, uh, is that a refund and then a rebook? Yeah, you're going to have to bet it again because games have to go on the, the site specified. And, you know, um, and once again, I know your friend sitting next to you is a big Tulane guy, and I oh, yeah. I like Tulane this year. I thought that you know, listen, I don't know if they could beat Oklahoma. I doubt it, you know. But I think there's a pretty decent team. I think this program is definitely moving in the right direction. I thought this was going to be a good game for them opening the season. Um, you know, listen, it's not like a mid October game. They've had months to prepare for this. They know who's coming in, and I know it's going to be a big game for Tulane. Probably not quite so big for Oklahoma, but I really wanted to see them uh, in New Orleans playing uh, playing Oklahoma. And you know, again, I don't know if they ever shot to beat them, but they, they were going to stay tough. Now they got to switch everything up, and I'm sure those kids are worried about. I read one day one guy this week or today even was saying, you know, he's worried about his grandmother. His grandmother's roof caved in, and uh, you know, that's one guy. There's probably a lot of kids on that team who have similar stories, and. Uh, yeah, they want to go into Oklahoma, into Norman, and beat them. But you're not worried about your family at home. You're maybe your girlfriend or whatever. You know, I mean, it's a tough situation all of a sudden. But I hope they show up, and I really hope they play well. I think they can. Yeah, I talked to Willie Fritz. He's like, uh, they're safe, but you know, again, a lot of young men have family and loved ones there. That they're concerned and worried about. And this really altered my plans, Chris, because I had convened all of upper management for the dog pound. Because we had the upset of all upsets coming. And the weather guys decided that, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So now we have to travel to, uh, I think, a Stillwater. Norman. Norman. And, uh, you know, our chances just dropped drastically. I hope, you know, know, in a terrible time, I I hope, you know, I I haven't looked into it at all, but I, I hope that, you know, Oklahoma honors people who had bought tickets to this game. Maybe they let them in. Used, I, I don't know. I mean, it would be kind of cool to to embrace and welcome in all the Tulane people. Staying in the same state, though, Chris, LSU Ooh, yeah. had to relocate. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Feldman <laughs> came on the show really high on UCLA. Now, I don't Looked know. 
that they beat the traditional Hawaii team. Hawaii looked very inept on offense, which generally hasn't been the case. But did you learn anything from Chip Kelly in that UCLA first game of the season? Well, I, I said it before the game, and I think I, be, I believe I said it on your show that I, w- I was looking for just how good UCLA was, and I wasn't going to let it influence my number that much uh, because I did expect them to blow out Hawaii. I, I'm high on UCLA this year. They got a lot of guys coming back, and I know Chip Kelly. He's had certainly a spotty record at, at best since he's left Oregon, but the guy's still, I think, a pretty decent coach. I think he's got his players in there. This is his fourth year there. They're his guys. He brought in some some new talent. And, Sean, you said it. You're, you're staying in the same state, LSU guys. I mean, come on. There's got to be some of these kids that are worried about their friends, family, loved ones back in New Orleans or, or even up to Baton Rouge who uh, who knows what they're experiencing. And, uh, yeah, they got out of there, and they're, they're – I, I think – forget where they're at. I think I read there in Birmingham. Is that right? I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, they, they're not in harm's way, but they certainly have people who are in harm's way. And that's got a way on your mind a little bit. Like I said earlier, too, I think UCLA having a game under their belt, I think is going to help them. And it was such a cakewalk. They, they really had a chance to work on some things, maybe that they wouldn't have been able to had it been a close game. But I'd like UCLA before this, and uh, I saw nothing to, to change my mind. And now, you know, unfortunately, the weather situation in New Orleans really just bolsters my opinion. I think UCLA is the right side there. Yeah, I would have liked Thompson Robinson to look a little cleaner, but mm-hmm. Charbonnet was running all over Hawaii. I just don't know what he was running through. That's true. They didn't put up a lot of resistance. That is, that is very the fighting true. rainbows. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see with the new D coordinator because yeah. Bo Pelini kind of had this the, the, the door turning there too last year. But, I, you know, Chris, I'm glad you brought up, you know, UCLA playing because I, I'm curious you and the odds maker, uh, your perspective there, because we do have a couple teams uh, that had an opportunity to play, albeit against mediocre competition. Illinois, not, not part of that. I mean, I guess you can make your jokes about Nebraska. So, Illinois gets UTSA, which I think is a tricky spot, and we've seen actually line movement against the Illini despite that win. We've got San Jose State who thumped Southern Utah. They're playing USC. Fresno State going up against Oregon. Uh, and then, you know, the aforementioned UCLA taking on BYU. Have we seen any movement uh, for or against teams that played this past weekend? Well, a friend of mine, pretty sharp football handicapper, college football handicapper, he told me uh, a month ago, he says, I'm telling you right now, San Jose has a good shot to beat USC. Uh, Again, I I haven't seen anything that would uh, sway him from that opinion after week one. I I think we all forget how good San Jose was last year. They're a pretty darn good team. Now, they're going in, of course, USC is going to have much better talent coaching-wise. I'm not so sure there, you know, but uh, I think having having a game under their belt, I think certainly has to help San Jose. I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised money showed against uh, Illinois. I know that the quarterback's going to be questionable for Illinois this week, but, you know, you also have a little bit of a letdown situation. You know, they won their first game under Bielema, you know, a conference game. You know, beating a team that was, you know, probably supposed to be pretty good. I mean, they certainly were an underdog, a touchdown underdog in that game. But nonetheless, I, I was a little surprised that the money did show against them. And it did show. I mean, we got bet. Uh, we got bet on the dog there. And, uh, you know, so I think I think the one game under your belt actually can help you a little bit. Now, Fresno, not so sure about that. But I tell you, I, I do have some Fresno money that has shown up. 
Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. But uh, I think Oregon's going to be pretty good this year. Uh, I, I think that number is about right, right where it's at. So I, I wouldn't jump all over Fresno. But I do think having a game under your belt definitely helps you. Big money Chris just wanted to let you know, uh, I'm, uh, Tim, I mean, Chris, big money Tim wanted to let you know he was the guy to put the money I didn't bet it at on South UTSA. Point. I, I, I took the eight here at Circa. I saw, I saw eight, Chris, and we were we were talking. That's a C, good number. We were talking CUSA, and I saw the eight. And I just, you know, I, I love spots like this where they just, you know, in an island game on Fox. I bet Illinois like the rest of the world. Right. Uh, and uh, and then I just, you know, I like UTSA. I think they're good. They bring everyone back, quarterbacks back. We talked about their running back, Sincere McCormick. He's legit. I don't know. I mean. Chris, put yourself in the in the shoes of of Illinois, right? You just beat Nebraska on Fox, and now I got to turn around and play the Roadrunners. Come on, what I'm, what do I got to do here? I I know I'm simplifying it, but that's just the way I look at it because they're college kids. If I believed in UTSA's quarterback a little more, I'd take not UTSA. a big Frank Harris believer. Yeah, I I don't think Frank Harris can get the job done. I think you're safe, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I wouldn't play it now. I mean, at, at under a touchdown, the reason I I saw north of a touchdown. Hey, Chris, I I did want to ask you because uh, a couple months ago when you posted uh, conference win totals, I talked to you about yeah. UNLV, the hometown team, and uh, you upset a couple people. But you said, like you always say, we're open for business. If you think it's going to hit the over, come and bet it. We're here to take your money. Um. You can't. You haven't posted it yet. Do you have a feeling on what? I think UNLV has got a tricky opponent on Thursday in Eastern Washington. That's a top ten FCS team. So, uh, have you looked at that game at all? What What you might be thinking about for that one? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't looked that closely. But as I mentioned, I spent a lot of years in Northern Nevada, and uh, one of Nevada's teams that they played often when they were in the Big Sky was Eastern Washington. And I got to tell you, that's that's a heck of a program. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they put some kids in the pros. Um, I mean, they've gotten guys come out of there and have had good careers. You uh, whether they've uh, been late transfers or they they've gone on to the pros. As I said, I, I haven't looked at it yet. Let me see if I can see a number. Yet I I don't see one yet. But uh, oh, here we go. Uh, it was one outfit has UNLV a ten and a half point favorite. Oh my God! A little. That looks a little Whoa. steep to me. I'm going to have to take a look at Give that. Give me that. More closely. Yeah. I, yeah. If I lose that bet, I'm willing uh, to lose that bet. But a top 10 FCS team against UNLV is getting 10 and a half points. Hey, to fight and take Martell's. Give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> Chris, always appreciate it, man. Always love, uh, always love chatting with you. And uh, Sean is, uh, he said he's still not, he's not mad at you anymore. So that's good. Chris knows he's my guy. He's my guy. Did, did did you ever know that Sean goes right for the quarterback first all the time? First thing, right the wonder why that is. Hey, hey crazy! I'm not. I, you know, it's a mystery. I, I, we're gonna have to put something on that one. I the don't next time we have Chris on, we'll try to we'll, we'll call unsolved mysteries to try to figure that out. If you got a quarterback, you got a chance. That's Chris Andrews. We keep the the big timers rolling. Derek Stevens said he's gonna stop by next here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we lied. I don't like lying, but we lied. Derek's going to join us in 20 minutes. Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa, will jump in studio to close out the show. So we'll close it out with Derek. That works for us, right? Sounds good. Sounds good? All right. Um, Sounds fantastical. In less than 10 minutes, um, I need to talk something out. Okay. Denver Broncos. We need to talk out the Denver Broncos. Win total at eight and a half. So I I hope that uh, we're on agreement on. They have me perplexed. They really do. We'll save it. We'll okay. save it for a little bit. We'll get a little more, more room to okay. breathe yeah. on this one. But uh, they are they are a team that I'm I'm staring at for a mo- number of reasons. Um, but we'll get to that uh, in in just a little bit. So 
little treats and beats now. Um, and honestly, with everything going on, let's just get people updated on, on what has been really a, an eventful night. How are how is Sean doing? That's what I want to know. How is Sean doing on the baseball betting front? Because <laughs> CEO of the Dog Pound, we got the cards in. Winner. We got the Rangers in. Winner. Braves are trying to fight back five to three. The Diamondbacks not looking so great. Yankees run line, Brewers run line, both still open and available. I think the Yankees are seven seven. Yeah. Brewers have, so you have the second Angels and, on the or sorry, the Yankees on the run line? Yes, Yankees on the run line and Brewers on the run line. A base hit in Milwaukee would be tremendous. Brewers are up three one, top of the eighth, two outs. Man on second and third. Yeah, right now, uh, Corbin Burns uh, in that one um, pitched pitched quite well there for uh, for the Brewers as he went pulling up the box score now. He went seven, I think. Gave up one earned, if I'm not mistaken. He went six, one earned, yeah. nine strikeouts. ERA two point two seven, decent. And really, the right fielder let him down. Garcia is a terrible defensive right fielder, by the way. Well, and right now, I'm I'm not trying to mush you and. Yes, this uh, a single right here would be very nice for your uh, for your bet. But Devin Williams and Josh Hader to potentially close this game out for you is uh, is a is a comforting spot to be in. Uh, anytime, it's like a, anytime, it's like a snuggie. I'm never comfortable when somebody trots out the bullpen. <laughs> since Mar- says Mario says Mariano Rivera retired, I just they're all capable of like oh, imploding. Absolutely. I, I witnessed Josh Hader in person in a NL wild card game. Come in in the eighth inning and couldn't get it done. The first thing I ask is, don't walk people. Yes, which is how and that is a role to They generally get in trouble. That's Bugaloo. how it starts. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the Broncos. We're gonna do the Broncos. Later. We're gonna do the Broncos here in just a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, actually, I did want to just quickly uh, hit on because Derek's gonna close out the show. And we've been kind of saving this, but for Tulane and for LSU, we were hitting, talking about it with Chris. Um, as a young man being on one of those teams, Sean, mm-hmm. and knowing that, not definitely, but I'm sure there are plenty of New Orleans natives on both of those rosters or people from Louisiana who have been dealing with uh, Hurricane Ida. For LSU... Right, you're going on the road. You're facing UCLA. You've left town. I think they're in Houston, from what I heard. I could be wrong, but I think they're in Houston. And then you got to go to UCLA, a team that has already played a game. Um, how do you stay focused if you're at uh, Coach O down there? How do you keep this team focused on a football game when there's real life implications potentially affecting your family back at home? I just think it's it varies so much from player to player. Yeah, you know some of the guys you know going to be guys that have lived in that area for a while that are accustomed to hurricanes coming. You know, so they've kind of dealt with the separation. You know, family being in one place, them in another. Some guys are going to be brand new to them, so it'd probably be a lot scarier. You know, and some guys are just going to you know play football and you know, kind of lose themselves in, in that aspect of their lives. So it's just different from guy to guy. You know, I think this being the first game of the season and them seeing how well UCLA played in week one is extra motivation to take this game serious. I don't know if they took it as serious 
prior to that first game because UCLA really hadn't been very good right the last you know couple years. So they'll be ready. I'm I'm I'm, I'm rolling with the fight in Max Johnson's. Shout out to Brad Johnson. One of my best friends out there, his son's a starting quarterback at LSU. I'm excited, fired up to see him do his thing. I tell you what, they showed the uh, the aerial shots at the Rose Bowl uh, for that Hawaii game. Nobody was there. Yeah. Could be a whole lot of purple on that field. One thing I can guarantee, they won't run through that LSU front like Not they like did that. Hawaii. Not like that. We'll talk to Jimmy Ott. I think Jimmy Ott from ESPN Baton Rouge is going to join us in studio tomorrow night. Okay, cool. so we will chat with him about that. Up next, Sean and I will talk it out. Denver Broncos style. It's a nightcap. You're on BC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Folks, the NFL preseason is in the rear view. Full ahead to the regular season, and you know you need to get the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. The guide itself, it's only $19.99, folks. Available now, our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Derek Stevens going to stop by to close out the show. That's former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. The Denver Broncos. Sean, the Denver Broncos. According to our friend Warren Sharp, based on the way he breaks down schedule strength, which is using the over-unders in Vegas, Denver Broncos have the second easiest schedule in the NFL. Something also that he has pointed out, Warren Sharp that is, is that Teddy Bridgewater last year in Carolina faced the most daunting schedule of secondaries while he was in Carolina. And now it lightens up. He's in Denver. Their win total is eight and a half. Mm -hmm. Now, if you got in on this early, there were seven and a halves to be had. Those are gone. I, this is the one team the past couple of nights I have been diving into. Because, Sean, it's at eight and a half, right? AFC West is no joke. Got the the Chiefs, obviously, Chargers. And I think the Raiders don't stink. Some mm-hmm. people may differ. I uh, disagree. I don't think they stink. What I like about the schedule for the Broncos is you get the Jaguars in week two. Get the Jets in week three. You look later down the schedule. You've got the Lions. You've got the Bengals. You've got those crossover games, right? That that seventeenth game that was added. The Broncos got the Lions, so they got handed a gift in week fourteen from the schedule makers because they were a last place team. Sean, they get to play the Jets. They get to play the Jaguars. No team benefited more from those three. Different games, in my opinion, than the Broncos. They got to face the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Lions. Win total at eight and a half. They have talent everywhere, man. They do. Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy, I expect to take a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. A lot of drops last year, but he's he's a baller. KJ Hamler, speedster out of Penn State. They got guys all over the place. Noah Font. Solid tight end. Running back. Yeah. Noah Fant. First round pick. Yep. Javante Williams, they spent a second-round pick on him. Melvin Gordon, all he does is score touchdowns. 45 touchdowns in six years. It's eight a year. Oh, by the way, they got arguably, I know you like J.C. Horn a little bit better, but you don't knock Patrick Sertan. His dad's one of my best friends. Yeah, Patrick Sertan. From New Orleans. Junior. Yeah. He's going to lock down. Baron Browning, who they drafted in the third round. So they got dudes all over. It, It really comes down to how good is Teddy Bridgewater? And the reason I want to make this bet is I think Teddy Bridgewater's solid enough to make this a over 500. With the talent that's everywhere, I think they are good enough to be a 9-8 and eight football team. The talent that's there, Teddy Bridgewater, and you've spoken highly of Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater is a good enough quarterback, especially with the schedule that they're going to face. I think he's a good enough quarterback to get him to 9-8. and eight. Could they make the playoffs? I think it's possible. But to get to 9-8, and eight, 
knowing that you've got some games that you're going to, you're a week one favorite on the road at the Giants. You're a two and a half point favorite. You'll be a favorite at the Jaguars. You'll be a favorite at home against the Jets. Very good chance you're three and oh. Then you have a showdown with the Ravens where you'll be a dog at home, but you're at home right. against the Ravens in altitude. Steelers, I think, is gettable. Um, you, you get the NFC East in a crossover, right? Your division crossover in the NFC. Giants, Washington, Dallas, and uh, and the Eagles. So the schedule really works out in their favor, Sean, with the three outlier games. The crossover in the NFC is the NFC East this year, the weakest division you could ask for. I just think there are absolutely nine wins out there with the talent that's on this roster. The last time we saw Teddy Bridgewater as a starting quarterback for a team with this kind of talent, what they go in New Orleans, six and one. Yeah. When Drew was out. So it's gonna be very similar in my opinion. They're just gonna be cruising along, nothing spectacular, just racking up the W's. I think the overs the play. I happen to think that Teddy Bridgewater's uh above average NFL starting quarterback, you know. By that, I mean he's in the top 16. Like, if you, uh, if I had to rank the top 32 starting quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater is in the top 16. Not flashy, but the fact that he doesn't make mistakes and he's consistently capable of hitting what's there puts him ahead of guys that consistently miss open guys that turn the football over, even if they may be more talented from an arm talent standpoint. You know, Bridgewater's a guy that's not going to get you beat. And when you have the type of talent that Denver does, that might be all you need. Yeah, I mean, you look all over the field. I mean, in the backfield, at tight end, at wide receiver, on defense. I mean, Von Miller, is it a bounce-back year for him? I, you're looking around. I do have my questions about the coaching staff. I'm not the biggest believer in Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the biggest believer in Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator there. But I just look around and look at this, this the weapons that they have, and let's say they get swept by the Chiefs. Could they go... You know, two and three or two and four against the rest of um, my math is off there, but whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, you get my point. I mean, I think they could get wins against the Chargers. Could they go two and two? There we go. Two and two against the Chargers and the Raiders. I think it's absolutely doable. So you're two and four in division, and now we got to find seven wins. We get the NFC East. We get those three crossover games. I just I, I think it is it is manageable. You got the Bengals too. I, f- I failed to mention in the AFC North that you get to play. I think the Steelers are down. You go there. That's a tricky spot. But I, I just think I'm buying Denver stock. Like yeah. I like the Broncos. Like I don't know if I'm a bet the win total. I think I'm a bet them week to week. And for me, Sean, the decision to go with Teddy over Drew Locke made me like this bet more because I know he's consistent. Could is Drew Locke's ceiling potentially higher than Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if you like to lose unnecessarily. <laughs> but I think what no, you're going to get in Teddy is uh, he's going to get consistency. All Drew's going to do is get you beat when you shouldn't lose. Yeah. There you go. You know, that's what Teddy's not going to do. So, All right, so you, we talked it out, and we're, you 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 uh, give me the blessing on... Uh, you have my blessing. All right, there we go. You have my blessing, too, because Devin Williams just got you a scoreless eighth. Yes, Headed he to did. the ninth, Brewers leading 3-1. to one. Run line on the road, man. You're a wild man. You are. You back, you back hey, the- hey, don't look now. I know. Hoo, 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 hoo. Diamondbacks, five to six. Really? On, on the comeback. Yes, sir. Derek Stevens going to join us in studio to wrap up the show. Man, it's a Monday, and it, it's got this much energy. Come on back right here on the Nightcap. 
great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to find out more. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Wrapping things up on a Monday night. I was already pretty fired up about today because it's week one of college football season. We're talking all things college football. Throwing in a little NFL Sean agrees with my overplay on the Broncos, so that just made me happy. And Derek Stevens stopping by. This is the third straight show. The big dog. I love it. You te- texted me, said, hey, you want me to stop by? I said, why not? Why not? On a Monday? I appreciate you guys letting me in the house here. Letting. I heard big dog over here so hooting and hollering over there. I heard you from over at Megabyte. Yeah, me and the dog pound. We've been, bar- <laughs> We've been barking we tonight. Yeah. We got the cards home, the Rangers home. Trying to get the D-backs to come back. But we'll see. Yeah. I was uh, I was down at a dinner. You know, I'm with a bunch of guys. We're trying to cut a deal here. So I'm not usually here on Monday. So I'm wearing a suit and all that. And, uh, look at Sharp. Look at that. Purple tie. Little was, purple pinstripe. You got a coordinate. You got a It was 6-1 Padres. And next thing you know, I see the house needs minus one and a half. And look what's got. 6-5. Look at this. And they're on the road. So you're like, eh, whatever, Padres. I'm not getting anything out of you this time. Yeah. yeah. We don't have a deal with. We don't have a deal with uh, the other team here. Milwaukee, we're also keeping an eye on this. Uh, our guy over here, Sean, uh, took Milwaukee on the run line, too. Oh. Yeah, a little plus okay. money there for Milwaukee. Now you're going to have Josh Hader to close it out in the bottom of the night. By the way, and right Corbin now, Burns, we trust. Yeah, Corbin Burns was tremendous. Nine strikeouts, six innings. Um, if I put Sean's winnings on this table, Derek, and you had to make a futures baseball bet, who is the apple of your eye right now? A futures baseball bet? Yeah. To win the World Series right well, I'm now. I'm a value guy. so I, I know mean, you are. Um, Marlins last year, right? I am definitely a value guy. It doesn't mean you got to win it, but it, I, mean, I know you're going to know how to how to hedge your way out of this thing, but I look for a long number. If I had to take one team in the National League right now, no question. Reds? No question. Nope. No questions the Brewers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, we've been talking about the Brewers a lot, and I feel like we've missed kind of the boat a little bit on the Brewers, but I just – multiple I things like I love about the Brewers – You've got a rotation that we know stacks up. Yeah. You got a back end of the ro- uh, back end of the bullpen of Devin Williams and Josh Hader. You've got a, a lineup that has its questions, but I think if Christian Yelich can start getting hot, you're in a good spot. And you right now only have to face one NL, NL West team at maximum because they're going to knock each other out on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, exactly. I mean that that's the whole thing about uh, where I think that stacks up with the Brewers. I mean. They've got the right staff. What's important in playoff baseball is your top three starters. Fourth and fifth starter are a little less relevant, and you're absolutely right about Yelich. I mean, because this team can hit if they get hot. You just got to get lucky on it. But I think you got a little bit of value on that uh, value on that future play in the pennant. I just say this: the right fielder needs to get Lasix because any fly ball hit to that side <laughs> of the outfield is probably going to get dropped or or misplayed. So that kind of matters. Sean is the biggest game. grudge holder. He he's so calm. Well, I'm and just collected. saying the guy's paid a lot of money. He's to catch fly balls. Like if you take your kid no. out to the park, at, hit the ball uh, up in the air. He catches ask the it. Brewers about right fielders in uh, in the wild card game right. in 2019. A little easy ground ball out to right field. Trent Grisham boots it, and the Nationals take the lead. Yeah. They're all playing for second anyway. American League's another story, though. I got yeah, what do you got in the American League? Yeah, what do we got? Um, I would tell you the White Sox. Sean would... just leans back. He wants to hear. He's like, yeah. I would tell you the White Sox would be the team just because I like the way it sets up. They've got a long, long uh, lead here. White Sox, it depends upon what value you get. Mm-hmm. But I would also tell you there's going to be something big going on. It's going to be really good for both of you guys. Just had a meeting earlier today with uh, – 
the people of the people for Mattress Mac. Oh, and oh. Mattress oh. Mac, okay. Houston. Mattress Mac's gonna be coming out of the woodwork, and it won't be long. I, I can't it's gonna wait. be really interesting. We're I trying can't to wait. cut deals here to have Mattress Mac bed here at Circa, bed bed at uh, Circa in Colorado, because mm. Mattress Mac has figured out a new marketing deal where Colorado is gonna be a home base for him. So it's gonna nice. be pretty cool. So I, I do like um, I do like the White Sox in the uh, in the AL, but uh, but I do think the Houston Astros are going to provide an awful lot of fun this playoff season. <laughs> well, last night I was here, and we had there was an awful lot of fun going on, and we talked about this briefly, the Woodley Paul fight. I mean, just to think about, you know, we got businessmen in this room, right? And you think about what the Paul brothers have done, and I know boxing truists will say it's a, it's a mockery. The fact of the matter is that arena was sold out. This place was packed watching that fight. People were cheering. People were betting. And it was a lively atmosphere. It wasn't great boxing, and Woodley probably should have knocked him out like seven times. But that was uh, what was that like for you guys, just betting-wise? And even for a Sunday night in August, I had to imagine that was a just a pretty good night all around business wise here since you guys had the fight. Yeah, our group text went went a little bit crazy, you know. <laughs> I uh, I was here yesterday. I went up to Stadium Swim on Sunday and then I checked things out, but I went home last night. I was with Nicole and uh and then my text are coming in and the video and the pictures. And then I'm watching the bet ticker. I was like boom, boom, boom. The number of tickets were stunning. I don't want to say we were overwhelmed, but we were overwhelmed with excitement. Yeah. I mean, this was amazing how much people bet and, and I love boxing. I mean, I, I love boxing. And I know there's a lot of people that don't like this. But boy, oh boy. As a businessman, you like it. As a businessman, I certainly like it. But also as a boxing fan, I like the fact that they've injected some adrenaline to yeah. this sport. It's pretty cool what's yeah. going on. The energy was unbelievable. The fact that it was the arena that the Cavs play in, 17,000. Local kid. And I think what Paul. boxing, because I'm a huge boxing fan. Grew up with Winky Wright, Antonio Tarver, me and Jeff Lacey went to high school together. Boxing shouldn't hate. What they should do is try and learn. The thing that's great about the Paul brothers, they actually fight. To me, boxing's issue is just out of sight, out of mind. These guys have a big fight. They want to make all this money. Fine, they deserve it, but then they disappear for 18 months. And then they want a tune-up fight when they come back. And you can't become a superstar if you're not available for the public. So think about how often Logan and Jake have fought and turned themselves into something that's a destination, whether it be on TV or whether it be actually brick and mortar going to the event. So I think boxing should learn from that. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I I think think boxing needs to learn a little bit from what uh, Dana White and UFC did and created. Yeah. and um, they, the Paul brothers, have added a lot of energy here. Yeah, they sure. are getting under people's skin. They're great at matchmaking, and I think uh, <laughs> well, and they think should about, continue to match themselves properly. Think about last night <laughs> <laughs> with that split decision. What a, sweater, way, what a sweater! What a that split decision, by the oh, way. Oh, I know, right? Holy smokes! Jake Paul uh, did tweet earlier tonight that updated status retired boxer is what he said. So. Smart, smart man. <laughs> well, as Sean said, and I think yeah. all of, anyone who watched that, if you got a real, and and, and this is, would Tyron Woodley knock me out? Of course lemon. he would. No, like, he wouldn't. He, no, he wouldn't. He's a lemon. <laughs> he had a dead but, man in front of him yesterday but, and wouldn't punch him. But Jake Paul, I think, recognized, like, all right, I just made multi, a couple million dollars doing this fight. If I put a real boxer in here, I'm getting knocked out in a couple rounds. The cardio it takes to box at that level. Oh, my gosh. On that stage. Because a lot of times, you don't, 
have control of your body when it's your first time. You know, you can't breathe. You can't figure out why your mouth is dry. Like, a lot of that is nerves. That's that energy you get. We're in the Super Bowl, same thing. You come out for pregame warm-ups, and you feel like you got to throw up all of a sudden. You're like, this has never happened before. Where is this coming from? But until you've been there, a lot of times there's a physical adjustment that you go through, and you can see that it fatigued Jake Paul. And he was tired. You know, he has this deal where he stands up in the corner. It took all the pride in his body not to sit down about round five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after the first round, he, first round he looked pretty confident. And as it went on, the confidence started to wane a little bit. Um, Derek, I, hold on, I didn't know he he, uh, he put that out there, retired. That's what he said on Twitter. What a good marketing thing. Absolutely. I'm thinking of I still got the ticket at my house. I saw Shears uh, go away to her like 30 years ago, right? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> It's pretty smart marketing. <laughs> it is. That's pretty. They're geniuses. I mean, how many times has Conor McGregor retired and unretired? I mean, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, but no, nah, I mean, I, it was it was fun to watch it here. Uh, I'm you know glad you guys were able to grab it. I, I was sitting here and I was like, I'm not gonna leave. I'm gonna watch this fight, and the, it was a lively atmosphere. So how how many people are gonna watch De La Hoya? Ah, nope. Come on, we're all gonna watch De La Hoya. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, I also say the timing, the calendar worked out perfectly, right? Last yeah. last Sunday in August, yeah. pretty dead time, prime time on a Sunday. I mean, Sunday's a little weird, but still, I mean, now you got any college footballs here, NFL will be here in a moment. I mean, it was it was a perfect timing, too. Yeah, we thought about this like five weeks ago, and we said, wait, 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 wait. you guys got the date wrong. No, it's Sunday. Like, wait, who does a fight on Sunday? Why yeah. would you ever do a fight on Sunday? Wait a second. They're going to sell it to us? Mm-hmm. We got to show it for free here in our sports. Yeah. Wow. We thought that was pretty cool. It was. I mean, it was, and and the people came out. All right, Derek Stevens is here. Update us. You guys had a big weekend, though, in the Circa Millions, too. Yeah, we had a big weekend, but let's be honest. It's, it's Thursday. <laughs> it's Friday. I'm back here on Monday. I might see you guys tomorrow. You got to realize why. We put up $6 million in Survivor. We're less than two. We're less than $2 million in. I got the sweat going. I'm going to start showing up here every day. I'm going to try to get on other shows, too. <laughs> Think about this overlay. Overlay is unbelievable. You 4. know, somebody, million right somebody came up to me and said, well, it's a little too random. And I said, what are you talking about? You ever bet the mega, like the, the mega bucks or the mega millions? Yeah. Yeah, for $100 million? Yeah, you got, you got a 50% hold to the state. You bet that. You don't think the lottery or, or the Powerball is random? This is positive EV. What are you talking about? I'd be rounding up every fraternity brother you could get. I'd be round calling up mom, dad, uncle, uncle Joe, whatever. You got to get in. You get six entries a man, and you got positive expected value. So we're down to the sweat. Ten days left, John. I got skin in the game. I have four entries, so. But you do or you will? I will. Oh, okay. That yeah. one, I'm so I'm still trying to set my app up. This is weird. Like, I get a 30-minute session with one of your employees every day trying to get my app there you go. set up. Yeah. Jeff Benson will help out. Yeah. We, uh, we're going to clip that off. We're going to send this out to every oh, yeah. uh, college out there. You need We need about 4,000 friends to come out to get it to no, but think to no like overlay. 1,000 to potentially win $6 million. I I hear yeah. you. And again, like like you and I were talking at the bar last week. I mean, you don't have to win it. You just if you get to week twelve, you might have you to come back. Out. You might have to come back because we're out of time. Derek Stevens, How much thanks for stopping by. That has been the nightcap here on Veasan. See you tomorrow. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.